officiating the past week has kind of like made no sense. Like James mm-hmm. Harden getting ejected. I don't think he should have gotten ejected. And then Dylan Brooks, even though he talks a lot, I don't think that was he should have been ejected for that. And then Embiid doesn't get ejected while he kicks someone. Like Yeah. The inconsistency in it of it is really crazy. Yeah. Um I I agree. I, I would agree with you about Dylan Brooks. Um, if it weren't for them ejecting James Harden okay. for pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that that Joel Embiid situation, like, if you're talking about someone that should have been suspended a game, it should have been Joel Embiid, right? Has to like be. It, it. It doesn't make any sense why you would suspend um, Draymond. Yeah, and, and then and then it, for me, it was more so the 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 explanation as to yeah. why they suspended him. That makes me a little more unnerved. The fact that they're saying, oh, it's because of his history. Like, yeah, you know, I mean. you heard Steph talk about it the other day. He was like, yeah, they talk about Draymond's history, but we have history too. You know, obviously talking about winning rings. But, mm-hmm. like, everyone has a history of something. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, Doc Rivers said it the other day, like, this is a really dangerous game the NBA is playing if they're going to use this criteria to start assessing ejections. Yeah. And not even ejections, suspensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the same couple people going to be suspended every single time. And, like, right. if you're just a figure that's, like, a nice guy, you could do whatever you want. Like, that's not right. Right. I mean – Again, Joel Embiid isn't considered some nice guy. However, that kick to the groin, like, I I watched NBA Today the next day because I genuinely wanted to see if they would bring someone on to explain it. Of course, they brought someone um, that's, like, an executive uh, part of the the refs association or something. Uh, Because the the referees, at least, they have their own um, union as well. And one of the representatives came on the show, and uh, I forget, I think Zach Lowe, Zach Lowe asked a question that I was dying to hear answered, and he was like, so essentially you're telling me, from what I'm gathering is that you're, uh, you guys assessed a non-flagrant two foul to um, Joel Embiid due to the fact simply because he missed. And because, I mean, that's essentially what happened. Like, because Joel Embiid didn't contact in the groin area, they kept – their explanation was that uh, Joel Embiid hit him in the back of the leg and not the groin. And then they were like, well, it's tough to assess intention. But then they were able to easily see that James Harden's was intentional to eject him and call that excessive. For when that's more of a basketball move than kicking up, any type of when kick, down? Yeah. any type of kick is not. What when are you kicking in the NBA? When are you kicking you, in basketball? Even if you do like the Reggie Miller and like kick while you shoot, that's still that's a technical now. Yeah, that's a technical, like, but that's kicking. Yeah, come on, kicking period. And your leg that's not a like basketball that. That has move. To be something that's that's literally the the definition of intent. 
a, a man is standing over you after he dunks on you and you kick at him, you're saying it's tough to assess intention. <laughs> like Wild. the NBA. Ugh. And if they say about history, those two, this entire season have been like going back and forth with each other. Yeah. So if this whole thing has to do with history, then the history of them being together, you would know that they had intent. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we're going to look at history. Over him like that. <laughs> if we're going to look at history. Yeah. Let's, let's really look at it. And I mean, yeah. So that was their way. That Draymond explanation was their way of saying, we're giving it to him because he's Draymond Green. He's getting a higher level of scrutiny because of who he is and what he's done. But that's not how these things should be assessed. It should always be the facts in that situation, in that scenario. Like, it should never – it should always be case by case. It should always be case by case. You should never look into all of the, you know, the historical issues. Like, you shouldn't look at that. That has nothing to do with what he's doing right now. Yeah, like – if you know that, like, say, like, two players have beef and, like, you're trying to, like, stop the situation and just, like, give them quick text, I can see that being okay. But if you're going to eject sure. someone, like, every like what you were saying, like, every situation has to be looked at for that situation. Or else... And in the playoffs, bro. Exactly. Like, I was, I was just about to say, like, even though the Nets got swept, they could have really messed up that series just from that. Because James Harden was actually playing well. So, like, say that game, the the Nets win, and then so then it's 2-1, and B doesn't play game four, it could have been 2-2. Yep. But obviously, they got swept, but hey, they could change the whole, the Nets could have got momentum, they could change the whole series, and that's kind of like how you mess up the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs, there's too much on the line for these refs yeah. to dictate the game like that, man, like. That's there's careers on the line, so much money is on the line, yeah. like you Coaches. know they, they, yeah man, like they just have to take that into account that this is the playoffs, this is where the players earn their money essentially, and yeah. you know they play the most amount of minutes. This is where they care, um, and they're gonna be emotional, and you need to allow that emotion. You need to allow it. Now, I'm not saying to allow people to kick, but if you're going to start assessing technical fouls, then let's be consistent about it. Like, as if you're going to assess flagrant twos, because flagrant twos should have a high – they need to re-look at that flagrant two uh, rule. Because um, I want to actually pull it up. Yeah. Um, because it, it just seems like they don't understand – like, it needs to be re- rewritten because at this point – they're 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 giving it such a low level of, uh, of of scrutiny for someone to get ejected, and being ejected is just that's not a a small penalty. Yeah, especially when it's like the beginning of the game or like a crucial part of the game, and then even with the um, what's his name, Jared Allen on uh, Julius Julius Randall, like he like how does he not get? A flagrant two for that, and right? I would say that's worse, ten times worse. You undercut someone going for a dunk compared to a ball tap. Like, come on, yeah. Um, 
what they need to do is so the rule itself is ambiguous they're using language that's super vague um which essentially saves the referees yeah and their explanations so let's just look at both flagrant one and flagrant two flagrant flagrant one is unnecessary contact committed by a player against an opponent. First thing I look at is unnecessary. That is subjective, yeah. no matter what. This whole rule is going to be subjective. There's going to be a hard, it's going to be tough to find objective ways to create this rule. But the word unnecessary itself, anyone can deem something as unnecessary. Exactly. You know, it goes back to the whole reasonable person standard that you learn in law school. Uh, uh, and for those obviously that didn't learn that in law school or didn't go to law school, a reasonable <laughs> person standard is what they use to assess in um, mainly in uh, like torts and yeah. in uh, civil actions. But they use that as a standard of proof to determine whether um, someone is more liable in a situation or not. So, for instance, if someone were negligent in um, screwing in a light bulb and accidentally wasn't screwed in tight enough and it fell and dropped on someone's head. Like, the court would look to the reasonable person standard and see whether, would a reasonable person know to um, screw in this light bulb a little tighter? Or would they know to, uh, you know, just make sure that things are in place for this to actually be... Um, secured and safe for a bystander to walk under this light it gets deeper than that but that's my uh law for dummies version of the reasonable <laughs> person standard and um i mean for 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 our purposes for the flagrant foul um that's essentially what i always felt like the reasonable person standard is still very vague and they use that in the law to be as objective as possible but one thing you learn quickly in law school is that there's no such thing as objectiveness in the law. Everything is subjective. As much as they try to make it objective, yep. it doesn't matter. If you have a judge, it just a, a reasonable person is what that judge deems to be reasonable. That's it. And every judge has their own their own kind of criteria a little bit. Exactly. So it goes the same for a ref in our in yep. our example every ref has a different understanding of what unnecessary is and then mind you don't let you have a ref that has a game where he's calling uh fouls against Draymond Green or you know say he has uh, a game with someone that grew up like most of these players grew up in you know in the hood let's just be honest they grew up yeah. in the hood they their standard of what unnecessary is and within those four lines of basketball is different than these, honestly, majority of these refs are white. And I'm not yeah. trying to make it racy, but like they're determining what they determine as a necessary is completely different than what Draymond Green or oh, yeah. LeBron even, or, yeah. you know, any of these dudes think is unnecessary. Um, that came instantly to my mind when I was watching these flagrants called. Cause I'm like, now, Kicking someone, James Harden's elbow, that's, like, two completely different situations. Even for 
say someone's guarding LeBron, like a foul on LeBron is going to be totally different than a foul on Steph Curry. But like in the game, it's like especially when the NBA is so fast, like you can't switch like oh I can't foul this guy too hard. Like the whole point of fouling someone is so they don't get and ones. So sometimes like depending on how big they are, like whatever, like you gotta do what you gotta do. Like you don't want to hurt the guy, but like. If LeBron's coming down full force, you might have to hit him a little bit harder than someone else. And when they have review and all that type of stuff, it's going to look bad, obviously. But, like, I don't know. They don't let basketball fouls be basketball fouls. Like, say someone is, like, down low. They pump fake. You go up. You miss the ball, and you hit them in, like, the neck or something like that. Like, it happens. Mm -hmm. Like, for NBA refs, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, oh, it's a flagrant one or two. But it's, like, as it's still a basketball play. Like, it's a hard foul, but, like, it happens. Like, college basketball, if you get hit in the head at all or if someone hits you in the head, then it's a flagrant one. Like, there's so many situations where you can do a Euro step or do certain moves where you accidentally clip the per- someone. And, like, I don't know, that's just part of the game. Like, if you want, like, if you don't want to take that stuff out, then just wear a helmet or something. Like, you're not going to stop them from, like, fouling. And that's a huge part of the game. I see. I think I know what the problem is with these referees at the moment. I think the problem is they're determining excessive. They're, they're, they're saying excessive and uh, intentional in the same vein. Yeah. Those don't mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they're reading the rule as excessive means that it needs to be intentional. That's not what that means. <laughs> intentional means that they need to know that what I'm doing here is going to cause this. Yeah, like it's going to injure someone. Like I want to hurt but someone. It doesn't have to even be hurting anyone necessarily. I'm just saying intentional literally just needs to be I know that what I'm doing is going to cause this result. That's all intentional means. And then excessive, if you look at the definition, at least from what I am seeing from the dictionary version, is that it's more than necessary, more than normal, or more than desirable. And (laughs) again, another very loose and vague word like those words have meaning and they're very important. So again, I think the problem is that these referees are reading the rule as you know, they're they're reading in intentional, but intentional is not part of it at all. Yeah. Um so it's 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 been an interesting weekend. I can't believe all this happened over the weekend. That's that's a lot of right. <laughs> a lot of a, a mess. Yeah. Like, it's I don't remember that mess. many players getting ejected in a weekend no. that before in, in the playoffs never yeah. never not even in a regular season so yeah. for this to happen in a playoffs is out outrageous honestly um and that's it why so hurts. many people are talking about it and it kind of hurts the viewers too because there's a lot of people that literally just watch the playoffs and when big time guys aren't playing that kind of like turns off a lot of people yeah, I mean, granted, it it's just Draymond, um, and then uh, who else was suspended? No, I don't think anyone else was. I think it was just Draymond. Because the thing is, um, 
Dylan Brooks, right? They mm-hmm. they ejected him. They didn't add, uh, con- uh, they didn't um, add a suspension onto it, uh, and that's great. But you know, it 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 goes to show that with his situation, that shouldn't have even him and James Harden. Those shouldn't have been flagrant too. Yeah, like yes, yes. One. No one, no one desires to be hit in the nuts. That's because again, going back to excessive, it's something that's more than desirable. Something normal, more than normal. Cool, but you can say that about a lot of moves, as you were saying earlier that just happened throughout the fluidity of the game, that may just happen. Just because it just happens doesn't mean it's excessive. If you guys really want to be, you know, if they if they want to be, like, correct about this, just take out excessive and put in intentional. Yeah. And I know that we already have intentional fouls. I understand that. But that's an intentional foul. There's already a set rule for that. There's nothing wrong with saying unnecessary and intentional contact. If you have those two together, I think that resolves the um, the vagueness. To be yeah. quite honest, yeah, that's fair. Um, so, yeah. you see, you see, um, Jonte Murray got suspended too, but his makes a lot more sense. I did. Well, yeah, you can't he, now. He not yeah, looking bad too intentional. <laughs> He, now I understand it's the playoffs and everybody's heated, but and calls may not go your way. But you know you still gotta have a level head. You gotta know where you're at. 100%. Now that his for through video that did not look like an un, like an unintentional bump <laughs> or contact with the ref. Like he was trying he to like, stand him up. Yeah, he meant to do that. hundred percent. And then added with the anger and just losing the game and all that stuff going on, probably not playing well. I haven't paid a single attention to the Celtics or Hawks. Mm-hmm. But um, that's probably Hawks the only series game. that I just don't care about. Huh? I was surprised the Hawks won a game. I said the same thing yesterday. I was like, dang, they actually won a game. That's wild. I don't know, I don't know if that means that Hawks are okay or the Celtics are kind of iffy. Uh, I, I would say the Celtics are playing down to their competition. I think that's really what's going on. I think when the Celtics end up playing Philly next series, uh, they're going to play up both teams. Same thing for Philly. Hopefully. Philly just, yeah. you know, Philly just took care of business as they were supposed to. But you saw spurts in the games that they were playing against Brooklyn where they were playing down to the competition. Yeah. I think neither one of those teams are going to have that issue next series because, one, they don't like each other, and, two, because it's now the, the semifinals. So, you know, you got to turn it up a notch next, oh, next round. Hopefully Embiid gets to play in every single game because if he misses one or two, that can mean the series. For sure. Oh, like, I think oh, um, I think it, it that Embiid is another example of something I've been thinking about this playoffs where there's just been so many freaking injuries, man. And there's like been more than normal, I would say, this playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, especially with star players. We just seen Kawhi be, uh, you know, they're they don't even know what's going on. They they're talking like. The way they're acting, I think Kawhi might be out for the rest of the playoffs the way they're talking. Like, I don't yeah. know what's going on with them. They're very close lip about that over in, in uh, L.A. 
Yeah, he's out for game five. So pretty much could be the whole series right there. You would think that literally their season's on the line, like he should be playing somehow. Like, but I don't know how, like, they describe, like, what is a knee sprain? Like, so many guys put that down. Like, is it, like, over-excessive swelling? Is it, like, a tweak? Like, what? Like what? what is it? Because I think someone on the Heat was out for it or was maybe going to be out for it. I think it was Kyle Lowry. Um, and B, his is, like, a knee sprain too, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. If it's, like, if you sprain your ankle, you would think that, hey, maybe it's a week. Or maybe, like, you just go and put a brace on it and play. Like, nothing should be, like, that wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, that I, I really don't know if I can even speak to that because I, I have no idea, you know, what any of those guys are actually going through. You know, yeah. obviously, at this point of, uh, of the season, everyone's banged up, nicked up. I mean, even look at Giannis right now. Like, he's not walking right. He's not really even playing right. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's still out there. But, you know, backs, knees, those are, excuse me, a little more serious than uh, ankles. Yeah. yeah. Say. You know, what, when the knee's sprained or whatever is happening, when you have knee issues, like, I, I'll speak for myself. I had a, a, a fractured tibia. Um, which is pretty much near the, the knee area. And um, I remember I got that because I came back after my surgery in um, high school. I came back a little too soon. Maybe I came back a little too sudden uh, mm-hmm. and my body, or at least that leg wasn't ready for me to, to come all the way back yet, uh, or at least at full throttle like that. And I remember that pain was kind of unbearable at some point in time. Like my knee wasn't able to handle it. And again, a fractured tibia is completely different than a knee sprain because mm-hmm. a sprain isn't your, a sprain isn't your bone. Like my tibia, yeah. like that, that's a bone in my, in, in, near my knee, you know? So that, that's a little more serious, but um, again, if, if a knee sprain feels anything like, you know, that fractured tibia I had, I, I can completely understand why someone would be like, hey, like, you may need to take a few games off because it, it's not a fun thing to go through. <laughs> yeah, like, I tore my ACL. But after I tore it, I didn't really do, like, anything too, too crazy. Like, I did, right. I did, um, what's it called? Like, club basketball. And, like, that had, like, an actual season, but I was in, like, conditioning and, like, doing all that stuff for it. So, like, I never really impacted my knee, like, obviously, like, these guys do. But, yeah, like, I don't really know, like, what knee sprain, like, feels like. Yeah, I don't even know what it really is. I think it's one of those things. Because they have to report an injury whenever Something. someone is out. So, yeah. maybe that's just one of those vague ones that they can throw out there to – you know, it's something in the knee region. So they're just yeah, like, it's yeah. a knee sprain, but maybe it's something else. So who knows? Um, but, you know, again, like there's other injury, like Victor Oladipo, like prayer, prayers up to him. Yeah, knees, I literally dude. was thinking, man, I was like, literally every win that we get as Miami against the Bucks, we're like sacrificing a player. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> we get Tyler Hero sacrificed. Victor Oladipo, sacrifice. Like, 
I pray to God no one else, no one else. goes down tonight if we win. Yeah. Because shoot, I'm nervous as hell watching Jimmy go off like this. I'm like, dude, let's let's set him down a little bit. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah oh, if, if he goes down, oh my we're god, done. And he, I mean, he almost. We, I didn't know what was gonna go, what was gonna happen yesterday or last game after him yeah. uh, hurting his tailbone like that. Like they, but now they did come out and say that he could play. He could have played that fourth quarter the last game, but we were already up by twenty, so he didn't have to come back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, man, we, why, how many more sacrifices, blood sacrifices do we have to make to win this series? Like, like if we I'm, get out of this, we're not going to survive against the Knicks. I'm kind of surprised because the Heat's like one of the, like the few teams that like keep like nutrition and like all that stuff, like super seriously. Like they have to like record like their body fat percentage, like almost every week or like every two weeks. Yeah, everyone but Kyle Lowry, apparently. Yeah, so. Apparently, his gets bumped up a little bit higher. Yeah, so, I mean. Uh, and then another injury, De'Aaron Fox. That one came That's out random. today. That, yeah. was, that was very random because no one noticed it during the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, now he has a fractured finger. And, I again, I just talked about a fractured tibia. I can't imagine having a fracture in your finger. I, I don't him. remember. Okay, so it is on his left hand. Like, As a point you guard. know, point guard, he's passing, dribbling, shooting even. I mean, it, it's going to be rough for him, you know. Uh, not even just him. It's going to be rough for the team too. overall. Well, yeah, yeah, he's clutch player of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah with yeah, a broken yeah. finger, right when it happened, still trying to make shots. That's pretty impressive. Man, hey, look. Crazy. It's the playoffs, dog. Yeah. The playoffs, dude. This is where they make their money, bro. Like, it's just – they they gotta do everything they can. So, um, you know, it, it it's just been an interesting road so far, um, as far as just injuries, the refs. Uh, it's, it's just been a weird playoffs, to be honest. Yeah. Very, very, very weird. Like, I don't know, especially for the West, because like I don't know, it's gonna be a lot crazier like basketball wise it's more crazy with like all like the junk and all that other stuff i thought like Mm -hmm. basketball wise this would probably be like the best like first round of basketball we've seen in like a really long time well i i still think it has been to be honest i i i really enjoyed this first round um take miami aside like as unbiased as i can make it like i Mm -hmm. i really think that this has been a pretty good first round like I understand Philly had an easy sweep, um, you know, and I understand Philly or uh, the uh, the Celtics and the Hawks like they they haven't been as desirable to watch, but you know there's been like great performances from what really every team, uh, someone on every team has been just playing out of their mind. Like Jokic had a crazy game the other night. No one really cares about the series apparently, but um, mm-hmm. but then also Anthony Edwards, he's like been playing like young. Game. He's playing like young Michael. Like, he's literally, <laughs> like, telling them, yo, we ain't getting swept, and I'm holding my I'm holding my team and myself to that, and they go out and win the game yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. they, like there's – I don't know. For me, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this playoffs. And then, you know, obviously the Kings and the Warriors has been probably the most intriguing yeah, series. The one, that's the best series that I've – Clippers' sons had, you know, watch. hope. Clippers Suns had hope, but then Kawhi goes okay. down, and that's it. Like they, they yeah, didn't that's what have the help. 
and Russ is going crazy. Mm-hmm. He's that's gonna be interesting. Like, what's his market gonna be? He has all like up and down games, bro. Like, wh- like how much would you sign him for? Or how long would you sign him for? Or, like, what would his role be? Like, that's gonna be super interesting. Well, I'll tell you what is he he saved his career. He Hell saved yeah. his career. He he was on his way out the door if mm-hmm. he didn't perform the way he's been performing. And um, I think I think honestly his role would have to be you have to start that guy. You have to start Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's playing out of his mind in these playoffs. He's averaging like twenty six points per game, like seven rebounds, six assists. Like he's yeah. he's playing great. And and he's doing this without PG and Kawhi. Now imagine if they had them both there. Now this team would I I would pick this team to beat the Suns. To be quite honest, if they They're had their two good. guys, even if they just had one of the guys, like Kawhi, if they just had one of them, I think that they could do it. Like <laughs> literally, now the tables are turned where Russ needs help. Yeah, yeah, and like Kawhi was playing like he was back on the Raptors. Like, if you have yeah. him playing like that and, and Russ playing, actually playing defense the way he was, like, they're definitely good. like, oh, man. Like, what we could have had. Like, I was so hyped for that series. And the first couple of games were so good. And now it's just like, damn, like, the Suns are probably going to win. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why you say, you know, the first round hasn't been the greatest. Um, or, like, to me, I've been enjoying it. hasn't been what it could have been. I could, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. I mean, the injuries have plagued plagued it a bit. Um, but again, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. And not even just like I don't care that you know the Clippers are down three one. You know, I don't care about you know um, the Sixers even winning four zero, like mm-hmm. or the Knicks being up three one. Like those three series, even though they're like not that close. They've been pretty entertaining to me. Like, the Knicks series has been very entertaining. Yeah. Um, they come on very early, so I don't know if a lot of people are watching them. Like, they're usually the first game at, like, noon on a Saturday or something weird yeah. like that. But I, I've watched pretty much three out of the four games for that Knicks Cavalier series, and it's been intriguing to watch. Um, same with Sixers-Nets. I've watched more of that series than I was expecting myself to watch. And um, you know, watching Michael Bridges and 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 Cam Johnson like turn up, that mm-hmm. was like for me. I'm like, okay, like these dudes are for real. Like all they need are some pieces around them, and the Nets might be all right. You um, see the Dane Willard thing? Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I saw I Chris Haynes came out. Chris Chris Haynes already came out and said he, he was said, there, yeah. like working on an album. So it ain't even. You know, and then he was gonna go to the next game, but he just couldn't get a ticket. Do you think the but Nets the, should try and get him? I think everyone should try and get Dan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the Nets should try and get him, but like, mm-hmm. I think everyone and their mama's gonna try and get Danny <laughs> Lillard. If it if it comes out that he's like, if, if if Portland's like okay, like doing what I've been pleading them to do yeah. for the last how many episodes, mm-hmm. saying look. Do him a solid like y'all did. Like Russ was given in OKC, give him a list of teams, and or get, let him give y'all a list of teams of where he yeah. wants to go, and let him let him give y'all like three or four teams, and y'all make it happen. Because 
It ain't gonna happen in Portland, dog. Oh no shot. Where you think he should go? Uh, to be honest, I would say, <laughs> I would say, he will. First off, he has to go to a contender. Let me just say that, and it has to be somewhere that has the players and comparable like assets to get them. I don't know if I was talking to one of my friends the other day. I did talk about us as in Miami only because we have Lowry's contract we can give up. Because, again, with these trades, for those that don't, you know, know, like not only do the teams look at the player that they're getting, but they look at the contract they're getting too. And now with those new rules that we talked about with the CBA where, you know, the money has to kind of match on both sides of the trade. Yeah. Lowry has that contract that is pretty hefty that we could get rid of. Duncan Robinson has a hefty contract we could get rid of. Tyler Hero has a contract we could get rid of. And if we get rid of those dudes, maybe with some picks on top of that, maybe even a few other maybe even another player with that. And we bring in Dame with Jimmy and Bam and Max Struess oh. and like keep the, that core together. Solid. Oh. That's a solid squad. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But the Knicks and Nets also have a lot of young guys if they want to go young that they could throw out. But I don't know. I feel like he would come east. I feel like him in the west, he's – I don't know. I don't really see too many teams giving up that much or having the young guys that Portland would want. Well, Portland shouldn't trade him to a Western Conference team. That's first and yeah. foremost. If you trade him to a Western Conference team, he's and you trade him to a contender, like y'all gonna be sick because he's <laughs> gonna instantly get to a, a a conference finals instantly in the Western Conference, and don't let him have to play. Y'all, I mean, y'all actually won't even be in the running if if, if this trade happens. But mm-hmm. um, don't don't let him see Portland because he might drop sixty on him, like. That's gonna add insult to injury. Or he'd be interesting on the on the Clippers. They have That's a another lot team where bench guys. They do, but who who do they give up? Who does Portland? Yeah, have the way you gotta look at the trade, exactly. The way you gotta look at the trades too is like, who is the team that's giving away the dude willing to yeah. take? Yeah, exactly. Because what do we want, Eric Gordon? Yeah, exactly. No. Nah. All right, so kind of to end off this episode, uh, kind of going on a hard tangent here. Um, let's uh, talk about Bradley Beal's lawsuit here as well against that fan. Uh, apparently, there was a sports bet that the fan had on Bradley Beal probably to make some amount of points or something like that, or just for the team to make some a certain amount of points for the Wizards. Um, Beal must have messed up this dude's parlay or whatever the hell he had. And um, they got into a little uh, heated discussion. Uh, you want to uh, touch on that, Chris? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the fan, I guess, cursed them out. And then Bradley Beal was pretty much like, oh, I don't give two shits about about your your bet. That's not my problem. 
and they probably went back and forth. And then Bradley Beal in this article says hit him in his head, which made his hat come off, but probably just hit his hat off his head. Like, I don't think he slapped the dude in the head. And now, now this big tough guy who was cursing Bradley Beal out is now wanting, let's see, $50,000 because he suffered emotional distress, mental anguish, fear, and humiliation, pain and <laughs> suffering, and loss of capacity of enjoyment of life. What? La- wait, wait. <laughs> what? What was the last part? <laughs> loss of capacity of enjoyment of life. What? Dude. Dude. You... He... You got some things you gotta to work. You guy. got some things you gotta work through, buddy. If if that yeah. if you lost your 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 will to live because Bradley Beal knocked your cap off because <laughs> you started yelling at him, like what? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You go start shit and it'd be like, oh no, like you hurt my feelings. <laughs> like for what? fifty thousand dollars, just listen, like listen to all of these like these claims that he's just trying to get it's just so, yeah over a sports bet i mean it goes back to that conversation of like sports betting is like is it good or bad for sports who knows who oh, yo, cares? the bet was apparently a $1300 bet that the guy lost he put down 1300 yeah i guess to lose 1300 Interesting. Oh. oh, yeah, you should be doing better with your dude. I, I have no sympathy for this guy. I I can no, I can care less. Yeah, like sorry, bud, and I hope you don't get a cent of that fifty k, bro. If a judge gives this guy fifty thousand dollars, oh my god! I mean, it's a it's a DC. Don't try this. It's a huge that, money grab. It's in DC though that they're gonna be. Like not litigating necessarily, but maybe I don't know. Unless they settle outside of court, which would probably be cheaper to do. But even if this guy gets like two thousand dollars, that's two thousand dollars too much. Yeah, he shouldn't get a a, a dime. Nah, not at all. Yeah, emotional distress. I hate that claim. Sometimes people use that to their advantage, man. This man just said he has the lack of capacity to live life. <laughs> what a loser! Oh, that's <laughs> um, yeah. Let's. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> enough of that guy. Um, I saw Nick Nurse was uh, fired from Toronto. Um, this comes three seasons. Oh wait, no, dang! It's been four years now. This comes four seasons after him winning the championship. We talked about this before, but man, is it hard to be a head coach in the league for a long time? Because <laughs> once you lose ever. your locker, once you lose your locker room, like you're you're toast. And again, yep. and it's the same with Steven Silas. It's just like he may not have been a bad coach, but once these dudes decide they don't want to listen to him, then what more can he do? Yeah. They're just gonna fire you. And even with him, he won a ring. Their only ring ever. It's not like the Lakers where they have a full room of them. Bro, they they finally win after years and years of being swept by LeBron. 
And he's just like, all right, well, see you later. Thanks. But that goes to show they valued Kawhi, and and probably rightfully so. But they, I think that would tell Nick Nurse, he's like, you guys did not value anything I've done here. (laughs) Because literally, as much as people, like, you know, try to be nice, they they all were like, oh, Kawhi won everyone that ring in, in Toronto. No one ever thought, like, oh, what great coaching by Nick Nurse. Yeah. Like, I mean... Some people might have said it, but eh, that's not really the consensus, I would say. <laughs> Kawhi went baby Mike and just took over the entire playoffs. And then they would say that GM, he's all, oh, he's a great GM. And they talk about Masai Yeah, it, a lot. It's interesting you brought that up because outside of him, uh, Ujiri and Joe uh, Lacob, mm-hmm. like – because Joe Lake was the president of basketball operations for the uh, Warriors, right? Yeah. Um, like, I've never heard a president of basketball operations talked about more than Joe Lacob. And, I mean, that's probably why he's going to be the mo- the highest paid in basketball um, because his contract's up this year. But, you know, I was just listening to the game, and they were like, Joe Lacob and the Warriors. And I'm like, <laughs> What? There's some other people you could say. Like I, I think about too. Um, remember the Bulls documentary, the 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 Last Dance. Oh yeah. And uh, remember a dude that passed away, but he was the mm-hmm. yeah the GM for the Bulls at the time. I forgot yeah. his name, but I think of him because literally what Joe Lacob has is what he wanted to to be <laughs> seen as for the Bulls. Yeah. Right. Like he wanted to have that. So and so on the Bulls, like you want to be, I did that. Like, yeah. no, you didn't. And I think about that. I'm like, oh man, have things have changed? Like crazy. Yeah, I don't know. That was a thought that came to my mind listening to the Warriors game the other day. I'm like, Joe Lake up in the Warriors. That that's a first. It's that's wild. A first that some places the GM gets more praise than the head coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's yeah. the case for the Warriors, but that definitely was the case in Toronto. hundred percent. Yeah, so. and like, and I don't even think the 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 Raptors even know what they want to do for next season. Are they going to trade everyone or try and get someone? Like they're like probably in like one of the weirdest positions to be in. I think they're scared to make a move because they should have made something happen at the trade deadline, and they just didn't pull the trigger on anything. Yep. You know, they should have moved OG Ananobi. They should have moved um, Fred Van Bleep for sure. Um. Especially at a time where, bro, they were just throwing picks like they were nothing. Yeah, them second like round picks. Summer, I think that's going to totally change over this summer. I think a lot more teams are going to hold on to picks and like covet them more than just throw them around like they're nothing. How do you think that? After the Rudy Gobert trade, they really work. Mm. As, like they've won more games. They're in the playoffs. But I think for the future, everyone sees that, like, hey, we're, they're going to be kind of screwed. They they did all these picks for a guy that's not really, really giving them the impact that that trade has shown. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that as well. I think um, – I mean, but look at the Timberwolves now. Like, to your point, they're, they're not really – they're down 3-1. Granted, they are playing the number one seed, but should they – like, the way the Timberwolves – 
you would have, if the way they were acting, you would have thought they were going to be top three in the West. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the way yeah. they were acting once they got Gobert and they got the twin towers with him and Cat. Now, you know, Cat was obviously hurt majority of the season. Um, but still, I mean, we'll see next year. I think next year will be a big year for them, for the Timberwolves. Yeah. Because if they if that doesn't work, then, you know, Gobert may need to be on his way out. Um, because you're not getting rid of Cat. Like you're not nah, 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 nah. You're you're getting rid of Gobert before you're getting rid of Cat. Um value though. He does, but you know, you get rid of say you keep Cat, get rid of Gobert, and then bring some other piece in. Because again, like if you you have, I'd rather have a shooting big than a non-shooting one and go bear. He's also declining on the defensive end, oh, and um, you know that this is my yeah. thinking. So yeah. it's just like you, I, I understand your part too of like the value, um, and you may get more back for cat, but what are you actually getting in return? Like what? There's not many stretch big men like big men like that to go around anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, that can shoot like him, too. Like, he's probably one of the better shooting big men out there. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, you look at them, and they're down 3-1, and it's like, did that trade make you guys really any better? I guess we'll see next year when hopefully everyone's healthy. But Cat yeah. gets – the one thing I, I will say and knock the Cat is that he gets hurt all the freaking time. Yeah. He's another one of those players that much. just can't stay on the court. Yeah. Like, and when he's on the – Corey's solid, but it's always like these little necks that take too long to heal. Yeah. All he did was was like a calf sprain. He was out for months. (laughs) Another sprain. Like, wild. These sprains, man. Who knows what they are, but they're they're, they're going around like wildfire. (laughs) So... Yeah, definitely something to look out for uh, as far as uh, Nick Nurse. I'm sure he'll be back in the league eventually. Oh, I think um, this season, unless maybe, maybe. His, I don't know if his contract is up. Say he has two years left, might as well stay at home and collect the collect Yeah, the get milk. your dough. Yeah, take a little yeah. break. I mean, you know, speaking of coaches, you got Ime Yudoka, who I honestly was starting to believe that that man was not going to get a job I'm really as, far as, as far as head coach. Again, mm-hmm. um, he got so quick. I'm so su- well, honestly, it took a little longer than I expected because I remember what? seeing all these. I, I remember seeing all of these sports broadcasts talking about even you don't like the Nets. The Nets yeah. were he was supposed to be at the Nets a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, apparently, if Kyrie never got suspended, he was going to be the Nets coach. Yeah, and I mean, Jacques Vaughn thankfully worked out for them, but yeah. um. You know, Yudoka going to the Rockets, to me, this probably makes the most sense out of any coaching candidate that they could have had. You know, he's he comes off as kind of a non a no nonsense type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um exactly what you they know. Need. I think they need structure. I think he'll bring structure. Uh, you know, he clearly had all those personalities in Boston. I think he'll have even more personalities in Houston. You got you got some young dudes that really got some attitude problems in Houston. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely the perfect person for that role. And it's pretty interesting that Jalen Brown and James Harden have been, or people have said that they might go there. And, like, Jalen Brown obviously played for him. So 
it'll be pretty interesting to see what happens for both of them over the next year or two. Yeah, I don't think there's a single shot of James Harden going back to Houston. But I've heard – I saw those reports, and I think it's one of those where, like, ooh, oh, sorry, Bam just had a crazy end one and almost hurt himself in the process. So that was not great. But, um, no, I think, uh, too, like, there's no shot of James Harden going to the Rockets. Like, I think it's one of those things where, like, you know – Sounds good. Not even a sounds good thing, but like, like it's one of those things where people were report like Stephen A was reporting on Kawhi. It, it's done. It's done. Yeah. He's going to the Lakers, <laughs> and he signs with the Clippers. Like, no, like I, I don't think there's a shot of it happening. It doesn't make any sense for him to go back. Everyone that he knew, not even just on the court, is gone, but everyone in the office is gone <laughs> for for yeah. Houston. Like, why would he go back? There's nothing there for him. It yeah, people like, oh, he can retire there, but like, he wants a ring. Like, they're nowhere yeah. close to that. And he's not like, he's like, what? He probably has about sixty more years of like good. Ba- I, I mean, that dude, he can Maybe. good basketball. He probably has about three. three more years. Yeah, three more years. Once he hit that four, five, six, like he's gonna have to start turning into that vet presence. On yeah. the bench, have which is crazy. Style. That's crazy. It changes style completely, but that's crazy to think that these dudes, like James Harden, Steph These Curry, <laughs> like, like they're like not even change, but like they, yeah, they got to change. But then like they're now the vets, man. Yeah. Like we're just it still blows my mind that we're like I don't know. Times is moving them, you know, fast forward at, at this point. Like it's just moving yeah, them. These are like the first dudes we've seen like their entire career go by. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember so, him being like a rookie or like him being like six man the year and all of a sudden his career is almost over. Like it's weird. Yeah. I know, man. And it's like you look at Steph too, like how many years has he been in the league now, you know? And he's he's already kind of getting to that point where we can start thinking about retirement for him. Mm-hmm. But at you least know, for him, though, he looks pretty good playing. Like, he's still got his speed. He's still got most of his stuff with Harden. You're like, ooh, he declined pretty fast a little bit. Oh, for he's sure. Still solid, but, like, from where he was to where he's now, you're like, ooh. Like, yeah. No, for you, sure. You can see it. Yeah. I guess I'm looking at, like, Steph came in in, what, 09? And um, I think it was 09. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And, you know, Steph came in in 09. We're now in 2023, so about, what, 14 years, 15 years? Mm-hmm. And, like, I look at that, and I'm like, damn, like, can he get to can he get to 20 seasons? I mean, he's oh. definitely one of the most in-shape players, you know, in the league. Um, But, man, it's just, like, he's getting he's up there in, in years. Yeah, in years played, he's, like, 15 seasons. Like, that went by really <laughs> fast. How many seasons does he have just in playoffs alone? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, his game is cheese, dude. (laughs) Yeah, that 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 adds a couple more seasons for him too. So he needed that he needed that one season to take a break where you get hurt in like the eighth game or like the third game. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need that, that, to that year where they were like complete, like Draymond was the yeah, only like known warrior on the team. Yeah, yeah that was a weird year. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just yeah. just take this year off, is okay. Right. <laughs> right. Um, just a funny thing I seen the other day. Uh, again, watching NBA t- today. Um, I love that show. I watch that like during work all the time. Like I just have it on my phone. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, no, I look forward to it, like, every day at, like, 2 o'clock. I'm just like, oh. Like, it gets corny sometimes, but, you know, for the most part, like, you know, obviously it gives you all the news of what's going on and stuff and, you know, narratives and whatnot. And the only thing I hate is that I have to listen to Kendrick Perkins every once oh, in a while. Terrible. Yeah. But um, they were talking – well, they were talking to Victor Wabanyama, who is projected to go number one in the draft. And he's been projected to go number one in the draft for, like, the last two years. Mm-hmm. And he, they were like, oh, like, Victor Wabayama has news, breaking news across the world. Like, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, what's he about to say? Like, I was like, what can he possibly say? Yeah. I was like, what is he going to say that we don't already know? And then he's like, yeah, you know, just wanted to let everyone know. He's like, I'm going to declare for the NBA draft. And he was like, I hope this is big news. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> not <even close. laughs> and Malika Andrews was like, yeah, this is great big news. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, I thought he declared like a year ago. Like, I guess officially now he's declaring. But like this whole time, we've been talking about a dude that hasn't even declared for the draft as if <laughs> yeah. he's going to be like, that's insane to me. That's wild, dude. Like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. um, no one did it for him, like, a while ago? That's what I, I, I guess. I mean, we did. I mean, we te- everyone technically declared him and forced him to go to the NBA. Maybe this guy didn't want to go to the NBA. Maybe he was just like, just you like, know what, I'm fine with you playing in France. Yeah. Probably still making a ton of money. Man. Yeah. Just a funny thing I saw, but. Good episode, dude. We ran through things pretty quickly here. That's probably due to me watching this Heat game. And we're losing by 14, so it is what it is. Yeah. You never know, though. 14's not too too much in the NBA. It's not, but we're – it's us. You're losing <laughs> the juice. Huh? You came out with all the juice, and you're slowly losing it. Yeah, man. We There's not much we can Firepower. do. Firepower we we just have uh we just have Jimmy and that's it man it, it, freaking Bam is just I man that dude is really starting to piss me off but I'm gonna save my hot take on him <laughs> for when we yeah for when we lose this series because now that Giannis is back we're not getting out of this series but yeah we're gonna we're gonna find out real quick uh, what Miami's gonna be doing with these dudes but. All right, man. Good episode, bro. See you soon, my guy.